Good morning, good morning, good morning. How is everybody doing today? Too blessed to be stressed, that's for sure, right? Welcome to What Would Kay Say? I am your host, Kay Edwards, shouting from the rooftops that Jesus is Lord. If this is your first time tuning in, you are in for a real treat. But let me start by saying, Radio Free Brooklyn is a 5013C organization that allows all to have a voice. That good old fashioned First Amendment voice. If you like to hear expressions of life through music, we got it. If you want to hear reviews about what's going on in New York, we got that. If you want to find out how to become the best version of yourself, we got it. Visit our webpage. There you will find information about everything going on at the station. You can also access my page and listen to shows that you might have missed. And if you like what you see and want it to continue, we need your support. So go take a peek, click on the donate button, give what you can. We greatly appreciate it. So, Today on the show, I would like to talk about attitudes because I was reading an article from Simply Psychology and it was talking about the subject of attitudes, what they are and how they are developed. Now, the article stated that there were three major components that make up the structure of an attitude. Those three major structures they're called the ABC model. Now, the ABC model can be applied to anything, but in our case right now, we're talking about attitudes. So today I want us to explore each of these components so that we can better understand what role they play in our lives concerning our own attitudes. So first, let's make sure that we have a clear understanding of what an attitude is. An attitude is a settled way of thinking or feeling about someone or something. 
typically one that is reflected in a person's behavior. An attitude is manner, disposition, feeling, position with regard to a person or a thing. It can be a complex mental state involving beliefs and feelings and values and dispositions to act in a certain way. An attitude is a predisposition or a tendency to respond positively or negatively towards a certain idea, object, person, or situation. So what relationship does the ABC model have in regard to attitudes? Now, in order for us to answer that question, we would have to know exactly what is the ABC model. The ABC model is a model used in rational emotive therapy, which is a form of cognitive therapy, which was developed by Albert Ellis. Now, when we speak of cognitive, we are talking about relating to being or involving conscious intellectual activity, things that's, that fall under the category of thinking, reasoning, and remembering. But it's based on or capable of being reduced to imperial factual knowledge. So to sum it up in a nutshell, it's the information received by the use of the senses, particularly by observation, documentation of patterns, and behavior through experiments. So now, in the ABC model, a client's problems are placed within three categories. A, the activating events, or as we know them, triggers. B, the belief system, what your mind knows as being true. And C, the behavioral consequences. With that, let us look at the first of the three components that make up the attitude according to this article, okay? So if we start with the letter A, the effective component, this component involves a person's feelings and emotions about the attitude object. What your feelings tell you about a particular thing. So let's say I'm going to use for all these three components, I'm going to use the same example. So you see how they, um, how it, 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 um, how it relates to one another. So now I'm going to use the example of insects. Insects is going to be my attitude object. I'm afraid of insects, right? My attitude towards insects, according to the emotions that they create in me, which is fear, is that I am afraid of them. So for my A, my affective component, I'm afraid of insects. The second component is B, the belief system. This component involves a person's belief, knowledge about the attitude object. Now, we're using insects again. So keeping with the analogy that we started with, my belief in this is I believe insects are dangerous. I believe that they're dangerous because as a little girl, I always used to get bit by insects. It hurt. So to me, they were dangerous. I mean, as a child, who wants to get constantly bit? I stayed getting bit by mosquitoes. Even as an adult, I get bit by mosquitoes on a regular. 
So to me, from younger experiences, my belief infers that insects are dangerous. So that is why I'm afraid of them. Now, the third and final component of the model is C, cognitive component, right? This is the way that I behave because of what I believe and the feelings that I have towards the insects. I will avoid insects and have a tendency to scream when I see them. As I'm sure that you all have heard, there's nothing new under the sun. So the same way that we applied this model to attitudes today in our regular life, I can show you an example of in the Bible, this model can be also applied to the scriptures. I'm going to use Ephesians 4, 17 to 23. Now, as you know, I'm always reading from the King James Version. Excuse me, my mistake, the New King James Version. Now, chapter 4, the verses between 17 to 23, tells us that we have become new, new creatures in Christ. Okay, I'm starting at 17. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the futility of their mind, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness, the blindness in their heart, who being past feelings have given themselves over to lewdness, to work all uncleanness with greediness. But you have not so learned Christ. If indeed you have heard him and have taught and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off concerning your former conduct, the old man which grows corrupt according to the decent, deceitful, according to the deceitful lust and be renewed in the spirit of your mind and that you put on a new man, which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. Now, those scriptures that I just read, if we take the model of the ABC model and apply it to the scriptures, this is what we would get from it. A, my feelings I am a new man in Christ. B, my belief. I believe that I have been taught that the truth is in Jesus. C, my behavior. I put off my former conduct and have a renewed mind walking in righteousness and holiness. And now Romans 12, 2 sums it up perfectly. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Using this method, we can apply the ABC model to all of the issues in our life. It would help us determine what the outcome will be based on how we structure our feelings, our beliefs, and our behavior. Isn't that something? Look how you could just take just those three things, your feelings, your belief, and how you behave. And if you apply it to any area, be it attitude, be it character, be it conduct, be it 
faith, be it prayer. If you could, when you apply it, thinking of it that way, you can see what you, how you're going to react when it comes to certain situations. That is because there is an underlying assumption about the link between attitudes and behavior that is that they're consistent. This means that we often or usually expect the behavior of a person to be consistent with the attitudes that they hold. This is called the principle of consistency. Now, the principle of consistency reflects the idea that people are rational and attempt to behave rationally at all time and that a person's behavior should be consistent with their attitudes. But that's not always the case because sometimes you'll see that people will do things that aren't rational at all. Like number one, just take for example, smoking. People know that smoking will cause lung cancer and heart disease, but they'll still smoke anyway. But we know that's all a part of habit as well. But you can see how your attitude will be consistent with your behavior. I I thought it was very fascinating. I thought it was very interesting when I was reading that article. So I hope that all of you got something out of today's lessons. Here we have another tool at our disposal that can assist us in our journey towards becoming the best version of ourselves. You have been listening to What Would Kay Say on Radio Free Brooklyn. Every team, I don't turn every eye. Got more flaws than a little, and I'm messed up a thousand times. And I don't always commit, sometimes I give up way too quick. And then I get tired of trying to run away from who I am to who I want to be. Some days are better than others, I can be up in a Beyond my mistakes, I'm found in your grace. And this one thing will never change. You still love me, despite me. You still chose me. How can it be?
Count on one thing, the same God that never fails, will not fail me now, you won't fail me now, in the waiting, the same God who's never late, is working all things out, it's working all things out.
Hey, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. I hope you enjoyed those selections. I know I did. Welcome to Op Ed. 
This is a part of the show where we discuss everything going on in the world today. Now, I want to also remind you guys that if you want to get in touch with me, tell me what you think about the show, good, bad, or indifferent. I take all views. You can write me at what would Kay say at gmail.com. And I'd also like you to follow me on Instagram, today. Now with that, we're going to start off with the most important and hottest topic. Well, there are so many hot topics, but the most important topic that took place over this past week. The governor of Michigan was set up to be taken hostage. She was going to be kidnapped. She was going to be kidnapped by a supremacy group right here in America. They were going to storm the capital of Michigan. They were going to take over. They were going to overthrow the government in the Capitol building. They were going to snatch the governor. They were going to hightail her up to some mountainous country, some mountainous, not country, some mountainous area in our country. They were going to hold her and I don't know what their ransom demands were going to be. And I don't know who they were going to make the demands to, but they were going to take over the government. Their number one mission was to start a civil war. Now, when I think about that, they wanted to start a civil war. Who were they going to be fighting against? Um, I'm still trying to figure that out. I said, okay, they want to start a civil war. So it's not like as if they kidnapped, uh, they were planning on kidnapping a black governor and figured, all right, if we take a black governor, then we're going to start a civil war with blacks. They were taking a white governor. So who were they going to be fighting against? The only people I could think that they would have been fighting against would have been the um, AFT, ATF, the ATF, alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. That's the only people that I could think of that they would be fighting with because those people, and this is one thing I must say, and before I go on that, let's just talk about this group. Now we know this is a homegrown terrorist group. The director of Homeland Security stated that our own people are our biggest enemy. I mean, who'd have thought that? When it's been said by others, our POTUS, that Kamala Harris, who was accused of um, inciting division in our country for saying that there's systemic racism. Um, and she was attacked for saying a statement like that. Who would have thought that we grew our own terrorists, especially when our POTUS is constantly talking about the threats that we get from across the seas why he had to kill Al Baghdadi. They love saying that name. They just love saying that name. I don't know why, but they had to get him because he was the worst. He was the worst of the worst of the worst. Did I say worst? They had to go get him. They had to go all the way overseas to get him. But right there in the mountains of Michigan, they couldn't go get them. But I digress. So we have that. And now these are the same people, from what I understand, 
that stormed the Capitol back in April. Remember when the Capitol was stormed back in April and all these guys showed up with all these um, military type rifles and guns and they looked really scary standing there in the Capitol and yelling at officials in their face and yelling at other law enforcement and nobody was wearing a mask. And oh, by the way, yeah, nobody was arrested either. Hmm. But those same people, because they were allowed to walk home and regroup and gather others and train others, but black lives matters is a terrorist group that must be stamped out but these people were able to go and practice how to make bombs and shoot in the wilderness because we all know they love to shoot in the wilderness at trees they were allowed to do all this without anybody saying anything but if it was from um i believe a fbi informant that was in the group that gave them up but you know what he wasn't the only one that was in the group. He might've been the informant in the group, but he wasn't the only FBI or law enforcement or military person that was a part of that group. Best trust and believe, okay? Because they wanna make it seem like, oh, these are just boys, you know, the good old boys that just gather together and they just rally and they wanna just rah, rah, we got a right to bear arms, blah, blah, mm, 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 mm. They were encrypting messages that nobody else could see. And even the FBI couldn't even detect them. So now it's either there's, there's certain levels when it comes to when you have groups like this, you have your low level who don't really know anything. They just barely made it out of high school. If that much, they just like shooting guns. Then you have your next level who, yeah, they're going to go to college and it's that one's brother because there's always one in the family that's a brainiac out of everybody's family. There's always one that's like, oh, that one's going to be the one that's going to make it. They go to school. They learn how to do all this high power computer stuff because they like playing video games too. So anybody that likes to play a lot of video games, of course, they're going to be very tech savvy, right? Because they got to play these games. So now these also are the ones that become your hackers. They're the ones that's hacking into the CIA's database. They're hacking into Experian. They're hacking into Target. They're hacking into whatever they want to hack into because they can. They have nothing else to do. They're not working a nine-to-five job. People are coming to them, paying them to hack into systems to get other people's information. That's what they do. That's their job. So they're also part of this group. And then, of course, you have that high level that's the high level that's so high that they're able to get away with all this, buying all these guns, doing all this training without anybody detecting or anybody saying anything because they're at that high level that's protecting them. It's almost like when people were complaining about Osama bin Laden, remember him way back when? And he was saying like, yeah, he's doing all that stuff. He's, he's making terrorists. He's making, um, Al Qaeda. Um, he's, training them how to shoot and everything. And you know, he comes from a wealthy family in Saudi Arabia. That's where he's getting all his money from. Hmm. So where are these militia people getting all their money from if they don't have jobs? So now they wanted to start this civil war, getting back to that. 
Now, the only people that I can think of that they would have been fighting, because they were going to fight law enforcement too, they were upset with law enforcement, but it, it, it kind of is like contradictory to the whole, we stand for law and order and police back us, but you wanted to fight them. Okay, I'm like, the, the, sta the scales of liberty, she is like, she took the blindfold off because she's like, look, I can't keep holding these scales because they're not balancing. Every time I think I got it right, y'all put 10 other bricks on the other side. Come on, make up your mind, people. You're either for law and order or you're for starting a civil war. Which one is it? Let's make up our minds. Ooh, my mistake. It's not liberty. It's justice. It's justice that stands there with the blindfold and the scales in her hand. So the only ones I could think that they would have been fighting would be alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. Because that group in America, quiet as kept as they are, that is one group that I can say when they come out, they don't discriminate against anybody. They don't. They don't care if you're black. They don't care if you're white. They don't care if you're Muslim. They don't care if you're Asian. They don't care if you're Mexican. If you're held up in a bunker of some sort that is not allowing people to go in and out and you feel that that territory is yours and you have arms and you threaten to overthrow the government, hmm. they don't care that you're in a carry state. They don't care that you got a permit for that gun that you're holding everybody in there with those little babies running around in pampers. All they know is that they're storming the place. And if babies get hurt, well, that's the cost of doing business because that's the way they, that's the way they get down. Ruby Ridge bomb the place in Philadelphia with those, um, I think it was black Muslims that was up in there. I'm going to look that up. I'm going to look that up because I want to give the correct information. The group was called move. The group in Philadelphia was called move. Either way, when you take over a part of the United States and you barricade yourself in with women and children and you call yourself making a statement that we're not going to listen to government, we're not going to follow your directions, we're not going to do what you say, that automatically signals ATF to come knocking at the door. And like I said, they don't care who you are. Those guys in that group, they're just taking you down. They don't care. So I guess they wanted to have a fight with the ATF, not that I would want to, because of all the groups that want to come out, I would never want to fight with them, not them, because they don't care. They take, when they leave a place, it's leveled. When ATF comes in, it's leveled. Trust. We've seen it happen so many times before here, right here in America. But that's what was happening with the governor of Michigan. Then we have, what else happened? Oh, we have the POTUS calling, um, oh yeah, going back to Kamala and the debate. We have him coming out the next day calling her a monster, saying she was horrible and that she's a communist. Why? Why is all that necessary? When your vice president was dancing around every question that was posed to him, every question that was given to him, he danced, ducked, and dodged. But, you know... People do what they have to do when backed in a corner, right? So this is what we had going on this whole week. 
when he came out of the hospital, you thought he would have come out a little more humble. Didn't happen. He came out talking about, I'm not giving stimulus money to this one, that one, and the other one. Wall Street was like, okay, well, we're going to take all our money out of the stock market because you want to act like you control all the money. And once the stock market started dipping, he then started to backpedal and change his tune, which of course we knew he would because he has to play to the Wall Streeters. You know, they're the ones that's pulling the purse strings. So he has to follow what they're saying. But with all that, I say Friday was the last day in New York to register to vote. I hope everyone took advantage of that and registered. And we, oh, we put up a wall of lies. It was a wall of lies that consisted of over 20,000 lies, lies that Trump has told over his whole four years of being in office. It was like a, a, a gigantic wall that they put these uh, cards up that had all the lies that Trump had said. It was a, it was a painstaking task that they worked on it was a really big to do. And a lot of people came out to see it. It was advertised on News 12 Brooklyn. People went to visit it. Chuck Schumer was there. He posted it on his Instagram page. It got a really lot of, it got a, a lot of, oh my gosh, I can't even say the word publicity. Yes, that's the word. It got a lot of publicity. Do you know that one of the Trump supporters went and mocked up the entire not the entire, but they mocked on their stand by, stand down or whatever the words that he used to ignite his base. They wrote that over the cards. And then, and then they had a, they actually sent a voice message to the radio station talking about why would you put that wall up? You're causing division between people. You're the one exciting, inciting the hatred that's going on in the country now. You know, I'm, I used to listen to your radio, but I don't want to listen to your radio anymore. Um, hello? That's why I said Radio Free Brooklyn lets people have a voice. Why can't, why is it that? When Trump says something or his people say something, it's okay. They can have freedom of speech, but anybody else that has something to say counter to what they're saying, they can't have freedom of speech. And that brings me to these evangelicals or these Bible toting, I'll call them Bible toting, because if you really read the Bible as much as you carried the Bible, then you wouldn't be so confused about what Jesus stands for. So, on my Facebook page, there are people that, you know, I have as friends that, you know, they're Christians. They believe everything that Christ says, you know, they follow the good Lord. But yet one of them posted, and I'm going to read you, it's a quote. I'm going to read you because I had to respond to it. When I read it, I could not believe it. They posted that and I'm here, I'm going to paraphrase. The only perfect leader is going to be Jesus, right? When he returns, um, we vote for who aligns more until he returns. We will vote for who aligns more with him biblically. Right. And one of the six things that God hates is killing of innocent lives. Talking about pro-life and babies. Okay. Here we go again. 
all the pro-lifers that are then screaming that they follow Jesus, I think you need to read the book because this is what my reply was to that statement. Because in the, in the comments, you had people saying, yeah, you know, he may be bad. He may have six baby mamas. Okay. That right there in the statement, because you know, they're making all these, they're saying all that. And then they're saying, but he believes in pro-life and he won't kill the babies. And anybody who doesn't kill babies, I'm voting for them. Okay. So you have in the pro side, he won't kill babies, but in the con side, you have him calling Mexicans, rapists, murderers, and terrorists. Then you have him calling Black Lives Matter for people who feel that they have been oppressed and un unjustly treated. He's calling them a terrorist group as well and that they incite problems and, and they're uh, violent, inherently violent. So law and order has to be imposed on this group of people, black and brown. You have someone who has exposed a nation to a pandemic that could have been, not saying that we would not have gotten ill and some of us would have died. God rest the souls of all the people that died from COVID. But what we're saying is you didn't give the people a chance. You didn't tell them, you didn't warn them. So all that is on his con side, but you're praising him on the one plus. Oh no, not the one plus, the two plus, excuse me. He did cite that Jerusalem. He talked about Jerusalem for that being the, the place that he put the embassy in Jerusalem. Okay, so he has two. He has the embassy in Jerusalem, which by the way, the Jews in Israel don't even want to accept Ethiopians as being Jewish because mm, mm, their skin is too dark. Hmm. I wonder. So now being Jewish, which is a religion, is attached to a skin color. Hmm. Okay. So he has those two on his side that would say negate everything else. The fact that he doesn't pay taxes, the fact that he's friends with communist people, the fact that he just does whatever he wants, says whatever he wants, whenever he wants, negate all that. But because of those two, I'm going to vote for him. But this is what I wrote. Everything that I just said was the same thing that I had wrote in my, uh, in my response. But I'm like, yeah, we know that there's nobody perfect. Yes, we know that we all make mistakes. Each and every one of us have made a mistake, right? But I say, I can't tell you who to vote for. Oh yeah, I could tell you who to vote for, but would you really listen to me? No. So I'm not going to tell you who to vote for because that's your own personal choice. That's your own personal preference. But what I will say is, when you think of the two, pick the one who's going to do the best for the country overall, not just for your one little agenda that makes you happy because, and don't get me wrong, I'm pro-life, I'm pro-abortion, I'm pro whatever you feel is right for you because I'm not your God. You don't have to stand before me on judgment day and, and explain why you did what you did. I got enough that I have to explain for that. I did in my life. I cannot be carrying 
or trying to judge you for what you do. My thing is, how could you scream pro-life, save the baby, save the babies, but when those same babies grow up to be young black men, then you can shoot them? Let them be born so we could kill them when they get older. Hello? Does that make sense? If you're pro-life, you're pro-life from cradle to the grave, not from fetus to when I feel I don't want you to survive anymore. That makes sense. Don't kill the baby, but I'm going to definitely kill the man that's standing here who once was a baby. Life is life. Did you think the life changed because now he's an adult? Did you think the life changed because now she's an adult? No, no. Life is life. So I say all that to say, I hope everybody registered. I hope everybody goes out to vote. Make your decision, not based on party. Do not base it on party. Base it on the two, president and vice president, that you feel are going to do the most good for everyone in the country, not just a select few. And with that, I want to remind us that our word of the month is commit. We have to be committed to standing for something. Because if you don't stand for something, what do they always say? You'll fall for anything. You have to take a stand. It's coming down to, you have to take a stand. Yes, we all have a choice, but you need to choose which side you're going to stand on. Even if it's a side that's against what everybody else is saying. If that's what your heartfelt belief is, then stand on it. Who am I to say that you're wrong? I may not agree with you. There's a lot of things I'm sure I say that people don't agree with me. Like people, the, the uptick that we have going on in Brooklyn now with the coronavirus, because the Orthodox Jews don't want to follow the law that Cuomo put into effect that everyone has to wear a mask. They feel they don't have to. And when you go and tell them something that they should, oh, you're being anti-Semitic. Why is it that I'm anti-Semitic? Because I'm telling you to follow a rule. Why is that? So I guess if somebody tells me to follow a rule, I should scream, oh, you're racist because you want me to follow a rule. Really? Stop it. Just stop it. You keep running behind the anti-Semitism, anti-Semitism. And then it's like you're crying wolf. When are we really going to believe that it is really anti-Semitism when you keep crying it every time somebody says that you're doing something wrong to correct you? But why should that surprise me? They didn't listen to God. So why would they listen to humans? They didn't listen to the God that was, they were his chosen people. They are his chosen people. They didn't listen to him. So why would they listen to Cuomo? Hello? That doesn't make any sense, really. Oh, duh. Cuomo, why would you think they're going to listen to you? Hello? So, if everybody wore their mask, we wouldn't have this uptick. We wouldn't have this almost second wave coming about, which we really don't want, because we're just now trying to get back on our feet. People pay attention. Wash your hands wear your mask, social distance, and we'll all be fine. Our promise for today is coming from Proverbs 3, 6. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. With that, I want to say have a blessed day. Be a blessing to one another. Take care of one another. Be kind to one another. And until God brings us back together again next week, peace.
They told me that I've been doing it wrong. Think they know me from a couple of words in my latest song. Oh, I'd invite me to all the parties. I'm not gonna say that I'm sorry. You could put me up on trial too. I'll just sit there with the
Love how it feels every time you